Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac. And I'm your other host, Celeste Conwich. Sea Witch. No, it's not. <laughs> I can never remember. And I, my other host is DM Celeste, aka Celestial Witch. That's me! Yay! <laughs> and today we're going to tie back to episode number 176, Irish Folklore, which featured the wonderful people from the Astonishing Legends podcast. And that led Rorick and I to create oh, DMnastics on, you number have to say it. <laughs> 145. You did this. We're after ye lucky charms. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> that's what that is. Yep. Rainbows and red balloons all. Yeah. I used to just eat all the marshmallows out of my lucky charms and just like yeah. throw away the rest of the, the grain. Yeah, bits you can like buy a, just bags of marshmallows. What? What a time yeah. to be alive, Neil. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Done. Speaking of times to be alive, do you want to break down the exercise? Absolutely. Okay. So for this one, uh, basically we gave you a bunch of like common kind of Irish folklore, like threads, sometimes even just a phrase or two. Uh, and then, of course, we asked you to expand how they would fi fit into the world of Diembe uh, with our usual set of questions. So one, what is the connected legend in Diembe? Two, how is it perceived by the people in general? Three, how much of it is true? Four, how does the legend propagate? Five, any relevant mechanical statistics? And six, you do you. So we have quite a list uh, here. So everything from like the doula hand, leprechauns to harps as a gift from the gods. So people are all over the yeah. place on this one. So uh, what was what was your pick, Neil? Well, I chose the one from DM Danielson, and they chose to talk about the puka, which are little goblins with wild manes of hair and yellow eyes that have kind of transformative properties. Uh, so the also the best name ever. Yeah. And it, they leave puka shells and uh. no. Oh, when they die, they're just puka shells. What? I blew your That's mind like right the now. wrong side of the world, yeah. Neil. Okay. With all that, we're going to move away. What's interesting <laughs> is that DM Danielson took the puka and made them more of a fey creature and kind oh. of twisted it to be more mischievous. And so there's all these pranks happening in the world in certain areas of Dayambe and it's just blamed on teenagers or they went over here and all of a sudden there was an ogre when they tried to figure it out. Or there's these eagles and all these crazy things that the puka can transform into. And so there's all these assumptions about this lore and they're they're right, but they're wrong because they assume it's those individual things. But when, in fact, it is the puka causing mischief of one kind or another. Yes. So that's how the legend propagates. I love it. It says too many pranks, too little time. <laughs> so it's like, oh, uh, yes, because the curse. <laughs> it's just it's not enough to like really get the powers that be. And maybe it is. And that's probably how you could fold it into your world is maybe your players stumble into this town. All these crazy things happen or they're called to town because things have escalated too far. But the next step they take is relevant mechanical stats and you do you. They decided to go ahead and make it a playable race. Oh, what? Yes. That's awesome. So then they're mischievous and you know, gave some stats and the age I love is Puka are old, sinister, and quite frankly, bored fae that can live <laughs> thousands of years. Sounds like me when I get old. Yep. They look like, <laughs> though they look like a human in their mid-50s, by the time they are only 30 years old. 
Wow. (laughs) I would be bitter too. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so it's all statted out with and ready to go if you wanted to drop it into your game. So thank you, DM Danielson, for that awesome entry, which leads me to my next question. Which one did you pick? Ah, so I picked uh, the entry from Letter Lost here, who decided to explore a little bit more about the Shamrock um, and what the Shamrocks, the legend and lore might be in the world of Diambe. Uh, so what I liked about this is that the Shamrock, they, they say, is also called the Fey Carpet or Pixie Prince. And basically what it is, is uh, in places where the veil is thin between two planes, Shamrock grows. So like if Fey have ever been in a place or if you're like really close to the Feywilds, shamrocks grow in abundance in these areas. And so since, uh, you know, Diambe isn't particularly a high magic setting, whenever you see those like shamrock patches, you're like, oh, maybe there's like a magic item here, or maybe like Fey have gotten up to something here, um, which is, I, I thought, a super cool idea, giving that physical representation um, of like some Fey trickery going down. Oh, I also just really liked this this little piece of the legend here that the reason why Shamrock grows uh, where the Fae are is because the Fae find it more comfortable to stand on their bare feet on Shamrock oh. than on oh, yeah. um, than normal grass, which I thought was really cool. So it's just like a spongy little like touching down on the material world. So that's why it surrounds these like portals or places, which I just thought was such a cool little touch to throw in there yeah that's awesome like and it could be a way that you like track them or you know they've been there i like it yeah yeah it's uh cool and then yeah when they got to relevant mechanical statistics um a healthy growing shamrock plant would have some resistance uh to destruction by magical means because it is inherently a little bit more magical uh and then also um they did make a point to say that uh four leaf uh, shamrocks will not make you luckier, but you might feel a little bit more confident uh, when you nice. have one on your person. Uh, also, for you, do you? They suggested that the leaves can be used to make a potion of true seeing, uh, which I thought was a super cool idea. So, you know, these magical little plants can be used to see things as they really are. So, I just really liked the lots of really great little details in there. So, Great job, Letter Lust. Yeah, I like. And then the final part of you do you, it says, Shamrock leaves may be used to carry a boon from a fae. I like the idea of playing a little bit off of, if you find a four-leaf clover, okay, whatever. It's it's probably not going to do anything. But if you were to receive one mm-hmm, from a fae, yeah, like it would carry the lucky property or something like that. Yeah. Oh, man, I just love that little fey feet yeah. stepping on Shamrock. Oh, That's so cute. It's so comfy. I love it's, it. Uh, oh, it's so spongy. That's awesome. But you know what that means. <gasps> We've done it? No, it's time to lift the mental weights <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Uh, Which one? Oh, man. The Lady of Death is a fairy with red eyes that mourns at the home of a family for several days before one of them dies. That is so creepy. It is, because it's so like... So, like, before somebody dies, yeah. there's this weird fey creature just hanging out at your house, like... Yeah. What? That's terrifying. I mean, I would imagine that, like, if that was happening in an adventure, maybe that's what sparks 
somebody to go and like travel away from their home to like stop this from happening. So like if somebody is sick uh, in their family and they see this fairy showing up, they're like, oh no, like something's going to happen. I have to go and I have to travel to find a cure. And like, so that, that seems like a really cool impetus to send somebody out on an adventure. I also, I mean, it can get, obviously it gets very dark, very fast. The other idea of getting the people you yourself and the people you love out of the home and convincing someone else to go into the home. The idea that it is there at that residence, if you will, and someone is going to be taken. Oh, it's like you're the worst real estate agent ever. The (laughs) the other idea is essentially your Dungeons and Dragons meets final destination. What if you all leave? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! And then the fate needs to take somebody. Somebody's oh gotta God. go. Somebody's gotta Somebody. go. Somebody's gotta go. Yeah. This 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 lady of death is here. This tiny little fae with red eyes. Wow. I mean, oof, that's tough. That's a tough go of it right there. Yeah. But I mean, the the other thought would definitely be either either patron warlock patron that'd be oh, yeah. super cool, or yep. you know, in cleric domain potentially. Yeah. And like that's who you that's who you pray to. Oh. Several days. That's such a That's God, and imagine like if you're in your house and it's like you open up your cabinet and you just see like a flash of red eyes yeah. and then like she's gone or whatever. And so you're you're just like not actually cuz she's not like hanging out on your couch or whatever. It's like she's just loitering around your house yeah, like just creeping l- in looking oh through my the windows, God. yeah. <gasps> I hate this. <laughs> This is did, very scary. Well, you just hear like a flutter of wings. Yeah. Oh. Or like you swear there's that's what's moving around under your bed when you're mm-hmm. sleeping. Oh man. Yay! That's fun. Wow. Irish folklore. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yes. So I mean, we've kind of touched on it. I mean, the other thing would be how much power you end up giving this creature. It, yeah. you know, because it definitely can vary between it, it's something that could be easily killed to a deity. Like I could see yeah. it fluctuating anywhere in between there. And so I also like it being in a really big town. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because a smaller town, is, you know, it feels so much more impactful. But, it, you know, and if it's in a large enough town in Dayambe or your world that it's like it's just kind of accepted, like it, it just sucks. But, you know, and. It happens, but then it could have taken someone from, like, your party. Oh. Where does it take them? (laughs) Well, they're dead. But other than that. Oh, they're dead. I see. I see. Oh, they're they're dead for sure. And then you have to go searching and, like, finding clues and things like that. Oh. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So number four is very interesting to me. Number four, so, butterflies. Yeah, so butterflies are seen as a symbol of transformation and a message from the Fae. And depending on their color is what omen or good, bad fortune that you may be receiving. Oh, that is a really cool idea. So, so orange, stay active and optimistic. Yellow, sudden life change. Green is an omen of good luck, growth and abundance. A red butterfly by chance is an omen of very important life-changing news. Blue, grant wishes and make dreams come true. Brown, important, usually good news. Purple, a very powerful or rich or enlightened person will come your way. Black is an ill omen, as you can well imagine. Mm -hmm. 
And white is the presence of your deceased loved one who are here to protect and guide you. Wow. I love the idea of like having, yeah, they're like the Fae are sitting, you know, on the other side of the veil and they're just like giving these little messages to the people walking around in the material plane. That's so interesting to think about, like, why would the Fae be interested in sending these messengers and like what? That's so cool. Yeah. And I really like tapping into that. You know, maybe, you know, maybe that's a way that you take your elves of the world or just maybe your own character and flavoring it by using by using these butterflies and you know in whatever divination they use that's Mm -hmm. how they divination or commune that's what they receive is some sort of butterfly yeah that's what yeah animal messenger whole new meaning here when you have these butterflies or even illusory effects uh, because if everybody knows this language of what these butterflies mean that's a great way just to like get quick messages across throwing black butterflies at people uh, well ah, i mean and that could be and yeah. that could be the way that you you like i said it just yeah, seems you fool like someone or deceive someone yeah yeah or that you flavor spells you know and, yeah and damage dealing spells and things like that i want to play a butterfly druid now yeah whoa every time you cast wish all these blue butterflies fly oh, out oh my gosh that's yeah. beautiful boom boom it's uh, amazing okay yeah and I mean, one of the ones that comes up on here, uh, the Doolahan, which mm. I think is probably one of the more well-known uh, Irish myths. So it's like the headless horseman, uh, essentially. Like, I've been seeing that happen a lot in D and D lately. I mean, uh, Cobalt Press did uh, did the Doolahan stats yeah. in the I think what the Creature Codex, which is really cool. And then I just saw actually in the Uncaged anthology, there's a whole. Uh, adventure about the dual hand. So this idea of the headless horseman, and then also super metal in Irish because they also carry around a human spine. Yeah, as that a they whip. use. Yeah, as a whip. Isn't that insane? <laughs> and its wagon is adorned with funeral objects. It's it has candles in skulls to light the mm-hmm. way. The spokes of the wheels are made from thigh bones, and the wagon's yep. covering is made from a worm chewed paw or dried human skin. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, this Irish folklore, man, it's terrifying. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how how do we want to put the the Doolahan or the headless horseman in the world of Dayambe? Oh man, just just riding around, just just riding around, taking souls, wreaking havoc. I I mean, my go to would be some sort of bigger bad. Um, mm-hmm, definitely, and then. Join obviously a little bit lean towards ye old necromancy. Um, mm-hmm. That seems mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but I would definitely want to try and stray from the more traditional headless horseman and really yeah. delve into this version of the Irish Irish mythology about it because it is mortifying. Oh yeah, I mean, I just love the idea of like this hand showing up and maybe like bringing bringing souls to hell or like when you're here, it's like. The bad, the bad folks are gonna come and get nabbed by the dual hand. Like maybe that's what like fuels his his chariot or like yeah. something. Yeah. Oh. The other oh. thing that's interesting is so the the ancient Irish believe that where the dual hand stops riding, a person is due to die. Mm-hmm. So I think like kind of that final battle that would be really interesting is if you have this wagon and all the stuff, but part of the aspect is that the players also need to continue driving forward. Mm. Or one of them will die. Yeah. 
potentially, you know, potentially, and you know, whatever mechanic of you know, well, I mean, save and die is not very fun, but <laughs> yep, it could be real fun. It could be. So, oh, that'd be. What if the? Nah, I don't know if I want to make a misunderstood. I think this one's just too dark. I'd go straight. It's true. I yeah. mean, it's pretty like in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Chariot uh, made of thigh bones, Neil. (laughs) Just the wheels. Just the bit, the spokes. (laughs) We don't know. They all died of natural causes. Yep. Yeah, interacting with the doula hand. Uh (laughs) Boom. But I say we've done it once again. Ah. But if you wanted to get a hold of us and tell us how you're putting Irish folklore into your game, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. Of course, if you want to follow us, you can head over to Twitter at dmnastics. And there you can find my handle at Jotmoniac and Celeste at cconowich. And fun fact, I'm trying to get us on Instagram. We might be there by the time you hear this. Who knows? And for everything else on our network, you can always go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. Uh, now we head to a post-workout cool-down and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. So, today. What is it? What is it? For the light bulb. Yes. If you haven't heard about it, it's a fun little company by an amazing person, and it is called Death Saves. Ooh, yes. Joe Maganello has embraced his inner geek, and we are all better for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything they do is so steeped in, like, I don't want to say ancient lore, but, like, it almost feels like that's right. Like, the way they do all their promotional material stems off of redone modules and everything D&D that they can get their hands on. I've bought some of the merch. It's I just enjoy it. It's really well done geek gear. I mean, that's all there is to it. I was wearing my awesome Beholder shirt from them, um, mm-hmm. and everything they make is just, uh, it's so great. It's like got that that metal edge yeah. uh, to everything. I know, I love, I also bought one of their shirts that had like this awesome picture of like a lich like lounging on his throne that was yeah. totally like that old school like cover art style that you used to see in AD&D. Yep. And then, yeah, I've bought several shirts and I have several more on the way. I mean, if you want to go so far, there is a $3,200 solid gold lich skull ring. What? I don't know that that's where I'm going to go, but I can't afford that. But that's amazing. <laughs> maybe you can and you can hear the sound of my voice and that's what you want to buy. But on yeah, honestly, um, like I said, anything I can do to support Joe Maganello continuing to be who he is and embracing it. <laughs> it's so good. Do it. Yeah, definitely check out everything they have for sale. Their designs are awesome. Um, they also have really flattering cuts for women, mm-hmm. which is something that a lot of other uh, companies don't necessarily accommodate in the industry. Uh, their, soft, their shirts are also very soft and very well made. I can personally attest. Yeah, and we've talked about clothing, but one of the other things to point out is, you know, and you can go full geek. You've got patches, you've got pins, you've got phone covers. And so, you know, and if you're not looking to spend a bunch of money on clothes or you're already decked out in geek gear i mean who can't use another patch or another pin absolutely done but with that we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym but before we go i want to implore you the listeners to join the forums and take part in these challenges exercises and as well as the other amazing conversations being had to do that head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask do you even lift
I gotta get a pump. That's it. It's good. It hurts. I know it does. That's it. Get it. 